Chapter 1. The frosted pinks, luscious purples, and charred oranges painted the back of this skyline, waltzing between looming trees. Its resplendent sun stood center, quietly descending to the city's rolling hills, a picturesque backdrop to a stolen evening. The rivers were in mourning. While most fa- oh! Well, is that King Boo there? What, what is that? What is that? What is that thing? Is, is, oh, oh, yes. Well, hello, hello, children. Welcome to our special hey, reading of my new book. Um, Pants. We're here today. Oh, I think it's actually uh, Smasher Dash. This is a, it's a super cast. Mm. Book. So that's right. That's what we're doing. Who is that? What, what is going on over there? What, what is that? It, 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 it reminds me. No, 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 It reminds me of no, um, no, 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 the, the, what is that? No. Oh, yeah. Don't get me. The, the skin thing from Doctor Who. Bananas no, 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 no. and pajamas. No. Holy from Kirby. No. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck are we? Welcome back. There's no time to explain. Get in the car. It's you. It's time for Smasher Dash. Are you ready, soldier? No. And who's that? That's Red Shrek. What? Oh, it's Kelly Jelly. That's, oh. that's it. That go. makes more sense. Yeah, that's right. It has his name right there. I completely forgot about that. Okay. Okay. Oh. If you guys are busy, I can always come back uh. another time. No, no, no. If you leave, they might come back. All right. The bananas the pajamas. Just the bananas. They no had... To speak of. They had turkey guns. I do like where this is going. I didn't! You did? No. The, the boots are under the floorboard? And there was a bear. Oh, that pesky bear. I can't believe what he did with the Enchiridion. There was so much death and destruction. One banana, banana killed the other! That probably happened as well in that show. <laughs> banana guard was never the same. Um, all the same. Death to the blue lions. <laughs> oh, it's three houses. Okay. Red eagles forever, or black eagles forever. Fuck. <laughs> Their color is red. Why are they called black eagles? Come on. God damn it. I think he's awake. <laughs> Fuck. It what bothers me. Don't call your team black eagles when your banner is red. Is it red? What's fun, what would be funny is that they're actually called the Red Eagles, but they're not. They're not. After all of that. Uh, yeah, well, he's doing that. Welcome to Supercast with us. We're going to do a Smasher Dash episode today. It's going to be fun. Kelly's back here to join us. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that in um, a millisecond, but I'm John O'Hee Santa. He's Kelly. We're going to get to that little spiel. Fred! There we go. Oh, look at that. Red! Red emblem. There's a little bit of black there, isn't it? No, that's dark red. Oh, the, the background is red. But I, it's, it's either a black or a dark red eagle. I can't tell for sure. But it's bothersome. Yes, it is. Well, that's not a golem-esque 
Are you excited for the Golem game? What? The, the, the Golem video game. I have no idea what the fuck your French self is talking about. I think I saw something about oh, that. It's coming out, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal around these parts. The backstory that we didn't know we wanted. The backstory to what? Oh, um, Super is, Cast is, Brothers. Oh, so this isn't the Fire Emblem Awakening prequel? No. Ah oh, man, I was looking forward to... Isn't that just, I, was, I was looking forward to going on an absolute murder rampage as Crown's evil father. Me too. His name is Mork. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, and there would have been no child units, which would have been fucking nice. And no avatar. Although, uh, yeah. What would the world have been like without an avatar? Well, the Fire Nation would have won. That's true. For more than a hundred years. And James people... Cameron lost a lot of money. Jamal's gonna go for him next. <laughs> we wouldn't be hearing him talk about his three or five sequels for ten, fifteen fucking years. Like, dude, nobody cares anymore. Please shut the fuck up about your Avatar movies. For fuck's sake. The only reason people talk about them in the first place is because, ooh, 3D. The 3D phase is over again. (laughs) Nobody cares. It looks cool at the time, and then that was kind of it. it. It was quite the anomaly. And and there we go. Cheers. And then there was that bullshit when uh, Avengers Endgame uh, beat it in sales for the box office. And they're just like, let's do a limited release to put it back in theater so it can get its number one spot back. And it started a whole war between everybody's like, dude, you guys know that Disney owns both these movies, right? You're all fucking idiots. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? That's funny. That's funny. God damn it. They're creating fake fan wars for money. Pretty much. <laughs> Like, I'll support Marvel, but that's some nonsense. Right. I'm waiting for the E.T. sequel myself. Both the video game and the movie. I've played that game. I've played (laughs) it. I'm sorry. It makes no fucking sense. How are you still alive? Who says I'm alive? Did you not see me earlier? You're a half ghost. Yes. There were nightmares. There were Reese's Pieces following me. <laughs> that sounds pleasant to me. Not in the game, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> One of the only, I think the only title in history to actually be fill, fill a landfill with. So that's pretty. One of these days, I need to see if I can find a uh, an emulator for Atari and just like record me playing Atari or uh, ET for half an hour and see like, okay. At, at, at what point do I say fuck it? And then yeah. I have to find Superman 64 and do the same thing. Those are going to be the videos that finally put you on the map. You're going to have like 40,000 views overnight. I mean, the Danganronpa videos honestly have gotten really good views. So did Kid Icarus Uprising. Sweet, yeah. Really good for yeah, our standards, at least. Yeah, of course. 
Like, when I see a video go into double digits and it's been less than a week since it got published, it's like, oh, shit. People are watching. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When it takes absolutely. a month for it to hit double digits, it's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Over I, a year, like, over a Supercast build. I, I actually did some, uh, mm-hmm. I, I got bored recently, and I started looking at each month, going back to the beginning of, of, uh... Slugstar Gaming to see what were the 10 most popular videos in terms of views each month in each year. And what I learned is that our viewers are degenerates. They are a bunch of degenerate <laughs> males, Kelly. Because one of our one of our most common videos Ah, uh, God, where's the title? I fucking hate Mike for doing this. Way Out Trail played a game called, uh, it, it was it was Telltale's The Walking Dead Michonne. And one episode in particular got a lot of views based off of the title for that episode. Oh, that's the wrong document. That's why I can't find it. That's a super capitalist document. I was like, why the fuck can I not find this thing? Because it's in the wrong spot. But mm-hmm. he titled this episode. That's also the wrong thing. Where the top video? That's the tab. Jesus feckin' Christ. The Walking Dead Michonne Part 4, Wetting Your Pants. Oh, buddy. So, it got, you know, it's, as of uh, as of the end of 2021, it is the second most watched video on the channel, and I hate it. I hate it so much. It has 571 views as of the end of 2021. The only video to beat that is uh, a Pixelmon Generations episode that goes over Ultra Space, which has 705 views. It's like, motherfucker. I hate all you children. <laughs> there's, there's, and I know that me saying this, if anybody watches, I know that what they're going to do. They're going to go check that out and it's going to put the views back up. And I regret bringing it up. But uh, the other one that's had, that's had a similar issue, that's like, oh, this title is the only reason got any views, is called Naked Flesh and Explosions. It's like, motherfucker, all you children Googling naked people are finding this video and you're just giving it all kinds of views and I hate you for it. Please stop. That begins and it ends with way off trail as well. So <laughs> it's all his fucking fault. What a guy! <sighs> what a guy! Talk about below the belt. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's a what? What a time! What yeah. A time. What? What an intro. Um, maybe. Um, Kelly, um, besides being, um, scared of us, Kelly's also here for a very specific reason. What's that? And that reason is, um, we're Super Cast Brothers, this podcast where we, where we get together and talk about Super Smash Brothers and do, uh, Smash or Death's episode every, uh, six weeks. And this time around, it's a, uh, another one that involves oh. Kelly right right i forgot we did those yeah uh wait so okay if kelly's here okay uh last time we had kelly on we took four characters that he created movesets for on the smashtopia wiki which is like yeah fuck it let's put them in a battle royale and did we just pick two of them yeah that's what we did mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so let's think here kelly you've been making mm-hmm. more characters since then right like, you've you made at least four more characters since we had you on last time? Yes. 
Some of the characters that I've made after those first four include uh, Makoto, Naegi, and a couple other uh, Danganronpa protagonists. Um, one for Conquer from Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Um, Dr. Derek Styles from Atlas's Trauma Team uh, series, as well as uh, Manny Calavera from uh, Grim Fandango. Okay, okay. Just to name a few random ones. I, I know one of those pretty well, barely know the rest, but I think... I think we can work something out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So what do you say we find a day to put on the schedule, uh, and we can come back and we can discuss these Oh, we're filming. That's what we're doing, yes. The the last ten minutes of I'm gonna go whatever back to sleep. we just did, we're, um... Okay, well, let's um, just uh, get into it then. Those four characters are going to be involved in today's Smasher Dash episode, the Kelly Jelly Special. 2.0. 2.0. <laughs> what? This looks. That could be a meme. That could get us famous. That was. That looks awesome. <laughs> you look like Oopa. Oh yeah, drink from that bottle, you baby boy. Um. So um. Before, beforehand, Kelly. Beforehand, Kelly, um, we introduced a new thing to our Smasher Dash as a new feature in Season 3. Um, essentially, at the, at the start of the episode, just to usually wade through um, kind of like the general nebulous BS, which didn't happen this episode, we're including on top of the nebulous BS. Yeah. Um, we, like, we gather a list of five characters. If you have a guest, it's tailored to kind of what the guest knows and likes, as well as ourselves. Um, and we just discussed, the three of us, uh, what we think their chances in Smash are. The only boundaries being we can't do 100% and we can't do zero. A uh, character cannot be guaranteed in Smash and a character cannot be impossible in Smash. So Unless they're fourth parties. Even, even then, I think we would probably not go 0% in the fourth party and rate their chances. But perhaps a controversial opinion. Ronald McDonald will certainly be on the next match. I be don't think so indeed. at all. Well, with that being said... <laughs> all that being said, we have five characters picked yeah. out. Uh, we picked them out, you know, because when we're having a guest on, we're doing uh, this type of episode. We feel like, much like the Smash Dash matchups, really, our guest needs to know who these characters are. So we made sure to pick a few out that uh, you should be able to talk about. And if you like, I don't know what this is, and I'll be like, uh panic pick another character now that we can just quickly switch to instead so mm -hmm. we'll be doing that uh how's this gonna work uh we'll be going through our thoughts on them one by one in order and after that we'll do final thoughts and we'll go ahead and get our ranking at that point uh getting, as john mentioned between one and 99 percent and once all three of us have given our scores i will average them out to see what our final ranking is Right now, uh, and you don't have to take this into consideration when you're giving your ranking, but right now, uh, our averaged out characters, we have our most likely choice is Alf, with an 80% chance to be the next Smash, with our least likely being Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins at only 10%. Hmm. That said, you don't have to think to yourself, like, oh, well, I think this character is more likely than Alf, so I have to give them above 80. Don't think about that at all. Just do whatever you feel. I see. Live in the moment. Yeah. Live in the moment. Sounds like an interesting segment idea. I'm all in. 
We hope it will be interesting. Sweet. Especially We've since they're towards Yeah. <laughs> they are. Well, All so. right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the first pick that we have here for Rates of Chances. And that is going to be a character that uh, I know you know pretty well. Because this is also a character that you have made a moveset for. <laughs> and that's Travis Touchdown of No More oh. Heroes. Excellent. Starting off yes, the original. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Travis here, my thoughts on him. Uh, I think one big kind of difficulty with him and his quarter as far as Nintendo is concerned is that he's a little bit uh, raunchy. Just a little bit. Raunch. I mean, uh, how, how does the recharge his beam katana again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that would really Can be a thing in Smash. I think he would be fairly censored in that case if he got in. I don't think it'd be a big problem. Uh, beyond that, I feel like with his moves, the way he moves his fighting style, I think he'd be a very easy translation to the Smash. We don't want to get Sakurai going on his spiel about, oh, we have to preserve the feel of the game, and we have to let Steve build blocks, and we have to give Hero his magic menu. And let, let's be honest, Sakurai goes a little too far into preserving the mechanics of, of, of another game and putting it into the character in Smash Lake. You can chill just a little bit. But I don't think Travis really has that problem. Uh, it'd be fairly mm -hmm. simple. Pick a few of his combo moves. Throw them in. Give him a good upper. I don't, I don't think he'd be that difficult to do. Uh, it's just a matter of... I think Nintendo would be more concerned about just uh, his content rating, if anything. Mm -hmm. What about you, Donna? Sure. Um, I, I see where you're going from because we do have mature characters represented in Smash. Yeah, uh, but we have Bayonetta. Bayonetta's raunchy in her own way, um, or uh, Metal Gear has its raunchy moments. Although I understand Travis is a lot more aggressive. It's in your face. Um, he's a horny beast. At the very least, though. Yeah, he is. He is. It's like a lot of folks that want to listen to our podcast. Um, with that being said. <laughs> No take backs. <laughs> Before we lose no our viewers, dead. I have to point out that I did not say that. He did. Yeah. Yep. They'll, they'll, they'll prove it on TikTok. It'll be, it'll be a good segment. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, for the most part, has a has a pretty tame moveset on, on Smash Tokyo while still retaining uh, Travis's character. He does have the uh, special motion that Travis performs for charging his katana. I mean, they can change that. They can even make it a censored block. I feel like yeah. it be, I feel like they do like a victory animation for it. I think. If I can, if I can interject there, Jono, I had envisioned it so it's less, it's it's less, you know, you know, it, like explicit and more like almost like he's shaking like a like a soda can, kind of sideways, side to side a bit, not quite up and down, but kind of like on a diagonal. You know, whatever they have to do to kind of make it a bit more more clean. Too fair. This does remind me. Uh... Wario, I think it was no, no, it was uh, Mario Party on the Wii has a mini game where you're shaking a can. Yeah, it's yeah. Shake it up. <laughs> that is true. That is very, a little bit, a little very... bit sus, a little bit sus. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm um, that and uh, Suda and Sakurai are good friends. If you want to follow the old uh, fantasy trope of. Uh, Kojima and Sakurai being good friends, getting Snake in the game, uh, that could be a mm. good starter because we know that Suda has talked in the past about wanting No More Heroes and represented in Smash in a way. Um, 
to the point of in No More Heroes 3, one of the boss fights that Travis has is a direct ripoff of Smash Brothers, and you fight it in a platform fighting style. Nice. Um, that was given the okay by Sakurai and Nintendo and Sora. Uh, yeah. So, um, interesting. I, I think that out of these indie quote unquote characters, given that the game's published by Ubisoft for most reasons, uh, and of those types of characters, he is fairly above the competition, or, or less so indie, more so like a cult classic kind of character. I was going to say, like, I don't think Suda's an indie company, is it? Oh, no. No, no. He, yeah, I, I don't think so. I was like, a, that's not indie. Right, he's he's more more cult, more more uh, more Hideki Kamiya level. He's niche. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kelly, what are your thoughts on, on Travis? <laughs> Well, yeah, like you said, it's it's neat to see the presence that has already been established by Sakurai and Suda's uh, friendship. Like, we see Travis got a me costume. Yep. Travis got yeah. spirit, three spirits from No More Heroes 3. And that's already pushing, like, the boundaries of, like, oh, you've got your foot in the door already. It's it's, it's not absolute zero. You're approaching that, that limit. So it's, like, it's acknowledging we understand the fans want him, so here's something. So... You know, you see some characters that are kind of labeled like honorary Nintendo characters, like maybe Bomberman or something like that. But their their series or Phoenix Wright, their series is very prevalent. I don't know if Travis is quite that level, but it's interesting. Like first game, it was developed specifically for the Wii, for the technology at the time, and it was a Wii exclusive. So even back in the in the first game, it's time. It was just interesting. Just interesting to see this this grassroots movement. And the overall world he he represents. So I know uh, Zantok, you were talking about like some of the the, det- the detractors for him, but I think some of those, like you said, could easily be replaced. Like remove the blood, remove the swearing, make the the motions a little less uh, overt, give him keep that charisma and that style. And well, you've seen from that boss fight that you mentioned as well, he's almost halfway there. I, I concur, and I, I would like to see if we can find a way to keep this. If we can find a way to keep the uh, swearing in and just have him say, like, fuck Mario, that'd be fine. I don't... I, uh, I, I, um, the big wigs I might not like it. Uh, see, Jono has a problem. Yeah, it, would, it would make them... Donald's yeah, been trying to imrate a lot of things viral. with the podcast. He, he's, he's created a lot of Final Smashes that are just like characters straight up murdering each other. It's like, what the fuck has been wrong? I don't know what's Wait. been going on. He's gone edgy the past couple of years, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this <laughs> new edgy Jono that we've been getting here. This is, like this, this is Smash like Brothers. This is not Eric I thought you got this um, out of your system in our last Smashtopia. Ninja Bread Man, I won. I won with that one on the final Smash. Fucking Ninja Bread Man, I still can't believe we did that. that were, oh that my god. god. <laughs> For those that uh, don't know, it was the, it was the oven day. final Smash, right? Yeah. And the oh, characters yes. were just like put in the oven. It's like, fuck. I mean, Jono has had other ones where he's just like, what if this character, like Doctor Mario's, was the characters literally flatlining on the hospital bed? It's like, dude, what? No, we're, we're not having them flatline. <laughs> no, it's then we had the doctors are in, which was amazing. 
let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, Derek's has a flat line. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, but anyway. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. We got to right. do Fuck. Travis's percentage. Uh, let's do clue thoughts on Travis, and we'll count up our scores with it. So, Travis, um, as you guys have mentioning, uh, you know, he is halfway there. Not that I think I'm going to give him a 50% rating, because that feels way too high for me on Travis. But um, when it comes to the third prize that we have gotten to Smash, the sheer majority of them have been legacy characters, or at least legacy franchises. The only two that it really feel off to me as far as legacy in Smash, or legacy in gaming, uh, were Bayonetta, which I think, which I'm pretty sure mainly got in because they had a strong relationship with Platinum, and it was like, hey, she's getting some votes in the ballot, so we can go for that. And then some people may disagree with me here, but Joker and Persona. Uh, like, I don't, I know Persona's been around, but I don't think it was, like, really, po like, extremely popular until, from my perspective, like, Persona 4, Persona 5. So I don't know if the elixir was related for there, but the character still works in great, and they got more people into the series, so that was awesome. But Travis, uh, I don't see him in the legacy category, but... I, I do still think it's like looking at him, he would fit in a lot better than some other choices. Like he's gonna be a lot better of a fit than fucking Duke Nukem for just a real wild yeah, yeah. example there. But uh just just his moving so I think he, he would work pretty well if Suits has a good relationship with Nintendo, that's a big point in their favor. He's popular, fans like him. It's pretty much just gonna come down to if Nintendo is good with him or not. And if they put him in as a me costume, steps already through the door. To see how much further he's got to go. But as for my score I'm going to get for him, I'm actually going to say... I'm going to say 30% for Travis. Decent bet. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's like his chances aren't terrible, but I do think it's more a case just like... There's a lot of third-party picks out there. Yeah. Stacking them up against... Yeah. Like, he, he has better chances than Duke Nukem, but against Master Chief... It's also much lower. Against Ryu Hayabusa, much lower. Mm -hmm. sure. you, Donna? And, I, and, I, and I think that's a fair point. That's a fair point because um, uh, Ray, the chance is looking forward in the future into Smash 6. There's there's some variables to take into account. Um, if Smash 6 were to happen tomorrow, even, um, which I think is kind of a fair, fair, fair bastion to jump from, uh, it's still hard to say with Travis when whether he would get it or not, considering um, we are getting character cuts in the roster. Um, we have and certainly to. are getting as many, yeah, and certainly are getting as many third parties as we did this last time. Um, so, so the competition's there. Besides that, though, um, I think that he, you know, there there was a time when maybe he could have been seen as similarly in likelihood to a character like Bayonetta, and Bayonetta is in. Um, so it's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little little bit more generous. Um, I don't feel like he's breaking 40s, but I'm going to give him a 38. Okay. All right. Yep. Kelly, what do you think? And Kelly. This might sound crazy, but I think for Travis at this moment in time, it almost reads like a Snake situation for what Snake was going for in Melee. He couldn't make the cut, but he was a shoe-in for the next game. Seeing Travis's presence from as early as 2017 on Travis Strikes Again with the Switch up till No More Heroes 3, his presence has been pretty consistent. And he's got that goofy, zany style that I think, I mean, if they made Snake work with the the poses and the fighting movements, 
with all how serious and stoic he is, Travis has got it in the bag. I think it's an all or nothing. I'm going to give him Suda 51%. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see how that averages that out here. That's clever. <laughs> with a 30, 38, and 51% rating, Travis gets an all around 39.67% chance, according to our rate their chances. Cool. Not bad. Not bad. That'll put him in the upper half, most likely, but we'll see how things go with the rest of our characters that we have here. Mm -hmm. So, next Absolutely. up, we've got Susie from Kirby Planet Robobot. Mm. Oh my goodness. So, Isn't Susie. that girl from the uh, TikTok memes? Hello, my I don't, name is Susie. I don't look at that site, so I have no fucking idea. That joke fell flat. Good job. Try referencing a site no, that's not no. just for babies. Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, it's for a lot of people. No. Yeah, so Susie, Susie falls in a similar line that we've had for several other Kirby villains, uh, following in the lines of Marks and Magalore and possibly Ella's I don't know of, where it's like, oh, they're so helpful. They're nice. They need Kirby's help doing a thing. And then it turns out they're bad. Kirby's really got to, first of all, find new villain archetypes. And also, stop trusting all your villains, Kirby. Please. He's but, too friendly. Uh, he's too... I mean, he yeah. keeps befriending Day-to-Day, -Day, even though Day-to-Day -Day keeps us like, man, I want to kill you, Kirby. Why are you being nice to me? You're making it real hard. They hate you. <laughs> I mean, Day-to-Day is pretty good. Like, it's mostly not his... Usually he's under mind control or whatever. Like He's usually good friends with Kirby, isn't he? Since the Wii, at least. For the most no. part. And then all the other times, just like Kirby thinks that Dedede, like stole his cake. He's like, I'm going to go beat you up. It's like, I didn't fucking do it. Stop hitting me. Wrongly blamed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's mainly just the, the old cartoon from Fox that people are just like, man, Dedede wants to kill Kirby. It's like, well. <laughs> it's night and day. Yeah. Get that there, Kirby. Yep. But uh, Susie, uh, what breaks her apart a little bit from Marks and Magalore is that she's a robot. You know, comes with the name Planet Robo Bot or whatever. But in like Kirby gets a mecha. I don't know if Susie gets a mecha. I think she pilots one at one point. I don't know. I didn't play the game. Yes. But um yeah. I know she's a popular choice. Uh her popularity has probably dwindled a little bit since it's been a while since our game. We're getting a new Kirby game coming up, which I think will make her odds go lower. And there's also the fact that Sakurai has historically not put any recent Kirby content into Smash for whatever fucking reason. There's speculation. Hubris. But we're I don't know if any of that's true. But if we were going to get something modern Kirby, I think Susie is a pretty good choice. My Still, my personal pick is Marks, because I think Marks is fucking awesome. But Susie, I think, we would be able to bring her own unique spin on things to the table. Especially if Sakura is just like, yeah, put Susie in the mech. It's like, okay, cool. We have a fucking mech fighter now. So I think she's got some um, unique control there. The only big tractor is like, Sakurai, are you going to put in recent Kirby content in Smash? Or... No, no, you still hate it? Okay. All right. It's a shame, really. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Okay, shall I go? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you, you, you nailed it with the talking points. Um, she's she's a likely character, only about as likely as several other Kirby characters, though. I think Smash 6 is ripe for another Kirby character. Yeah, um, I agree. If we retain, if we re, yeah, if we retain Marks as a boss, because, I mean, he fits the boss role perfectly. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is amazing. Um, uh, although we we see him as a, as a playable character in Star Allies, we see where that can and, lead and how it can be adapted. Yeah. So so is Susie, well. and uh, and and several others. I, I just um, want to mention real quickly. God bless Kirby Star Allies. Some people may think that game is too simple and easy, but that game has made Smash research for a lot of Kirby characters so much easier. Thank you for that game existing and all the DLC characters it's brought us. Holy shit! No but, kidding. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I would like to play it. Instead of just having to watch videos of other people doing it to learn how these characters function, I do think it's an easy enough game for you to for you to play. So, oh yeah, might as well give it a try sometime. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But um, as, if if we take marks out of the picture, um, then I would say she's 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 like a respectable second or third. Like there's there's just a lot on the same playing field. Like is Bandana D a, a factor after all the fan hype or? whatever because of uh, more recent Kirby stuff not getting in or this or that um besides that I mean she would be cool you put her, you put her in the mech I mean I think that's fairly obvious I think her final boss fight was in a was in a robobot and that involved a lot of Tron bonus like moves or just crushing or people or sending out sentinels or using using drills or drones so there's there's work to where there's cool stuff there and planet robobot is a very neat underrated Kirby game, so I, I would be supportive of her. Of course, support doesn't mean the chances are high. True. <laughs> what do you think, Kelly? Uh, for Susie, I really like Susie. I like Planet Robobot in general. That's one of the most... What's that? You don't want to that... see it. Danny DeCito. <laughs> I, that's one anyway. sheet I don't want to eat. Um, I like Planet Robobots are probably my top twenty in my top twenty. It's really, really good. It's very. It's probably one of the most nuanced Kirby games we've ever had. Maybe even the best in some people's eyes. It's hard. I don't know if it tops yeah. Superstar Ultra for me, but anyway, Susie's great. She's one of the high points of that game. Um, just thinking about what type of moves she'd have. I know in Star Allies, I don't really know. I haven't seen much footage of her, but I think, like you said, she's got her mech, and it makes me think about how she could represent. Maybe the mech portion, the mech side of Robobot, like if Kirby, if regular Kirby is all about inhaling and copying the opponent's moves, what if Susie had something like a scan option so that she could incorporate the moves of those fighters into the mechs themselves? So, you know, you get the sword mech from one character, you get the rock mech from another character, you get the laser mech or the fire mech. She'd have a lot of options. Yeah. That actually touches yeah. on. Uh, a, something I wanted to talk about with Kirby just a bit here. Sakurai has said before that how um, not only K Kirby is now one of the hardest characters to develop with each sub sub each subsequent Smash game because it's like, okay, oh, yeah. we're adding in another character. We have to make a Kirby hat for it. We have to make sure that their special move is something Kirby can use. And I think at a certain point, Sakurai regretted giving Kirby the ability to absorb other characters' moves. I think mm. if he if Smash were to happen now and Kirby was just being introduced for weird reasons, or if Kirby was getting like a major rework, it's very clear that he would just turn into like okay, Mario gives Kirby fire Kirby, 
Link, Marth, they both give Kirby sword. Mm-hmm. A broader uh, Yeah. Like, Pikachu would give him a beam or a plasma or whatever. Wow. Like, it's very clear that like, he would just, like, dial that down a bit. If for anything but his own sanity. That makes sense, yeah. Mechanically, it sounds very like a nightmare. Yeah. I, I would not blame him if Smash Tips come around and Kirby loses the ability to have, like, the individual character's moves. Like, I get it. This this makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Sure. It's either that or pair the roster even further back than we think. 20 characters. Let's go. Okay, that's fine. They're all Fire Emblem. One of them. <laughs> and one Pichu. And we fit trainer. Pichu has a sword. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Pichu now I makes an electric sword that comes out of his cheek sack. Okay. I would like to pre order this title. Yes. Game of the year. Reinhardt gets excited. Me too. I love uh, as well. So. so for... <clears throat> oh, no, go ahead. So, uh, my final thoughts for Susie here. Uh, A big part of it comes down to Sakurai either looking at or ignoring modern Kirby. Uh, If he looks at modern Kirby, I think Susie has a very strong chance. And I would actually think that she is, overall, one of the top three uh, most likely Kirby characters to actually get into Smash at this point. What the order would be exactly, I don't know, but I think those three characters are Susie, Marks, and Bandanity. Beyond that, yeah. it's really hard to say. But those three, just they feel like the most... The, the, they feel like the most likely. I know a lot of people... Whenever Marx is constantly brought up for Ultimate, people keep saying, like, well, what about Magalore? It's like, I'm sorry, I look at Magalore and I don't see him being interesting at all. Just me personally here. Whereas Marx and Susie, I look at just their characters and I'm just like, I see shit going on here. Magalore is just like... It's a marble like dressed up as a clown. He's pretty popular, though, right? <laughs> that's also Mark's. Um, he, he has some popularity, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people defend Magalore and Kirby's Return of the Dreamland. I personally just don't see it. I don't know. It's just just me there. I think both these other two characters are far more interesting in uh, their potential. But um, Susie... I, I think Susie's biggest plus is the mech. Whether they give her a unique mech for herself that she might use, or if they just give her Kirby's mech that he has in the game to just have her be piloting it. Either or, I that's something that Smash doesn't have. Bowser Jr. kind of sort of has a little bit of mech stuff, but the the Planet Robot mech would be a lot more than that. And I think that's her biggest boon to her. And I'm actually going to give her 45%. Wow. It, it would be higher if we had had any evidence of modern Kirby being put in the Smash that Sakurai didn't work on. Sure, sure. Um, I, again, same same train of thought. Um, you know, as we go further along the Smash train, it's going to be become harder to justify not representing modern Kirby as the yeah. as the other Kirby games get older. Um, so it may be the time we finally see Bandana be and just rip that bandaid off or whatever. Yeah, instead, we'll um, just get so, Nightmare. Oh, I mean, I'm cool with that. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome but um that aside i mean i agree with your points i'm gonna give her a higher a slightly higher percentage again um I, i'm gonna i'll say 55 okay kelly what about you what are your thoughts uh well 
as much as I like Susie, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go significantly lower than, than both of your generous percentages. I feel like it's very hard, like you said, with modern Kirby and finding the true face of that. Like, I mean, even Marx is like, as popular as he is and has like, as long lasting as his presence has been, it's hard to nail him down as like the face of Kirby, even as a villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use a really weird example here. Smash has always been very flavor of the of the year in a way. Yeah, you're like right. What's popular at the time will probably will more likely make it in. But that's not always the case. You see things like I'm gonna use a really weird example with the Zelda series. Yeah. Taking into into account how how some people view their representation. Setting that aside, you can see things like Twilight Princess comes out. Oh, Midna's gonna be in. She isn't in. And then Skyward Sword gets out. Oh, Gearhim's gonna come in. Is he in? No, he's not. And I feel like by the time that the next, the next Kirby, uh, the Forgotten Land, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like by the time that rolls around, people could arguably be looking already looking forward to the next one. And as great, as as phenomenal as as Robobot was, I could see it being passed over in favor of something, if anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give Susie fifteen percent. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, that's, uh, a little sp- well, that's a little spicy, but perhaps. Hard to justify. I mean, that, that's fair, like, though. Uh, before I reveal the presence, something I wanted to comment on with that is uh, Smash both does flavor of the year, but also sometimes they they do flavor of last year. And by that I mean, like, they will skip out on things that are, like, currently popular to do, like, the previous generation. And then sometimes currently popular stuff misses out on the next one. Like, or sometimes it gets tagged and sometimes it doesn't. Pokemon being a great example of that. Uh, we missed Hoenn for Smash. Uh, we missed Unova, and we missed Kayla, or, no, we missed, we got Kayla, but then oh, we wait. missed the Alola game, or no, well, fucking we missed that's right, but we missed, we, a couple of reasons I've gotten missed over, Rosalina, Super Mario Galaxy was very popular on the Wii, but she missed out on Brawl, but then within Smash 4, she came around, and we got her then, so some things will get added in right away, some things skip a generation, Fire Emblem is also very strange about that sometimes. There's cutoff points. Yeah. Um, and before Susie gets into the Forgotten Land inexplicably. <laughs> and I mean, and I mean Susie, it's not like, I mean, Planet Rova, it is an older game at this point, but the most recent Kirby game, as of right now, Kirby Star Allies, or at least, you know, mainline Kirby game, the platformers, does have Susie in it. So I feel like that still bumps her up, and everybody else has played one of that game, including Marks and Bandanity and some Rick spider, Rick Hidenku. Yeah, we've yeah. been trying to toy with that idea and how to make it work, and I'm confused on them. It's very fluid. It's it's very fluid. It's not very rigid Kirby continuity, mm. in in a good way, like in the best way possible. Right. I'm not sure. Right. All right. Well, our final score for Susie is going to come out thirty-eight point three three percent, so just barely below Travis. Just oh. barely. Very close. All right, so our next character is going to be Leon Kennedy of the Resident Evil games. Oh. So the thing that makes... Here's the thing. Um, depending on what you believe with Resident Evil and with Smash speculation is there was a rumor a while back that a Resident Evil character was being worked on for Smash Ultimate and that they were going to be the fifth DLC character in the first Fighters Pass. But that something happened. The either like talks between Capcom and Nintendo went dropped or maybe Sakurai couldn't figure out how to do the character or there was debates over which character to use mm-hmm. and whatever reason 
Resident Evil got dropped and we got Byleth. Hard to say if any of that's true. We did we did end up getting some spirits from Resident Evil later on. Uh, but Resident Evil is one of Capcom's biggest franchises. Uh, possibly even the biggest franchise that's not in Smash yet. Uh, currently, we just have Mega Man and um, Street Fighter. So, so it I makes sense. Do what? I think I think it is their biggest. I, I forget if Monster Hunter is second. Yeah, it, it's definitely between them. Personally, for Phoenix Wright more, but, you know, whatever. Mm. But Resident Evil stands a very strong chance of getting to Smash. I think the biggest problem is just going, which character? Because it could be Leon. It could be Chris. It could be Claire. It could be, what's her name? Um, Jill. Jill, thank you. It could be Ada Wong. It could be Wesker. It could be any of them. It won't be Ethan Winters because he doesn't have a face. But uh, <laughs> I think any of those other characters I mentioned, I think they all have a legitimate shot. It's just Lady who gets you. in. Uh, they could do something where they just do pull a Bowser Jr. and they're like, they're all in. They just share a moveset, which might be weird. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough to really judge that. But uh, I kind of just picked Leon here because I know he is one of the popular choices. And, well, unlike Chris, he doesn't just get roided up and punch boulders. <laughs> but uh, as far as the, any of those four characters between them being more popular than the other, I can't really speak to that. But I know Resident Evil itself is a huge series. And it's it's a little... It, it makes sense that they would be the next Capcom series to get in. Them or Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, from what I've seen, and I, and I think we can take this into account, too, uh, every series that has lasted as long as Resident Evil has, and Resident Evil being uh, one of Capcom's top series, and certainly yeah. one of the best-selling series It's an oldie. Ever it's what, game. 2001, yeah. I want to say? Right around there. Right around there. Um... Taking that into account, um, you know every every series nineteen ninety six. Holy cow! Wow. Here we are. God damn. Twenty twenty six years old. Um, nice. So um, yeah, if a series lasts this long, it's going to end up having a magnum opus or two or whatever. Like for Zelda, it's arguably Ocarina of Time, or it's arguably more recently Breath of the Wild, uh, Resident Evil. Um, I think people really playing through a few of the titles uh like resident evil 2 was was very celebrated but resident evil 4 broke barriers mm -hmm. um and was a tremendous uh renovation of gameplay style um and cinematography and in video game that games that we hadn't really seen um up until that point you know, we're navigating a 3d scape so um cloggly before I think that was a water bottle dropping. So um, the the maze, they they ditched the maze like kind of kind of entity of the previous titles for for a more open and fluid gameplay. And Leon was the face of that. And um, you know they they've perfected it. They've they've moved on towards uh, arguably more interesting gameplay styles. Certainly, like with the Revelations titles, um, innovated with with Resident Evil Seven and Eight, uh, with the first person. But um, I think four really hit in a way that the others. Have not, and kind of cannot because it was it was representative of a breakthrough moment in gaming. But I don't know if we're going to have anything like it again. Mm -hmm. uh, so Leon, I think, is very talked about. Um, 
and has a really solid shot amongst the other Resident Evil characters. Um, also, Chris Redfield got hit by the ugly stick in Resident Evil 7. So he we gets, should have him in the game. He gets hit by the ugly stick a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Um, and then, then, Kelly, how about you? Yeah. Yeah, like you say, it feels like, well, Resident Evil almost feels like it's separated into the pre-Resident Evil 4 time and the post-Resident Evil 4 time. And you can definitely feel the impact that 4 had on the whole series not all the games that followed the style four were winners, six, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, it's so I actually played four for the first time last year around Halloween, and and my God, it's just as good as everybody says it is. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it almost feels like back to what you were saying before about the protagonists. It almost feels like in a perfect world you could have all of them, and they could all somehow function almost maybe the same, but I don't know, it's hard to tell, like, because Leon definitely feels like a contender for the face of the series and seeing how he works and how he plays, and he's he's definitely in, he's definitely in his prime in 4, that's his most iconic look is in 4. Um, later appearances, his personality looks, suffers a bit, but uh, that's, not su- that's not super important. But yeah, he's definitely much more of an action-oriented style, which, tra- which I think would translate well um, rather than the kind of, uh, you know, tank control survival horror of the, of the earlier games. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, speaking to that, so you can represent the other titles through him, and this speaks true to other characters, too. Um, you know, give him, give him a Resident Evil 2 outfit, a Resident Evil 4 one, a Resident Evil 6 one. Uh, call it a day. It's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 4 was a revolution. Remember when it was so a game... So that even, uh... Sorry? Oh, just joking, but I was saying, do you remember when there was it was a GameCube exclusive? Remember yeah. It was the stay stay a GameCube exclusive? And they're like, no, this is selling <laughs> this is selling way too much. We gotta spread it out, get it on other consoles. Go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> All Not to right. mention Yeah. So Not to mention he got some pretty killer one liners. Where's everybody going? Bingo. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go Bingo. ahead. Bingo. So with Leon, um, as we mentioned, it's his biggest trajectory is just the sheer amount of other characters that you can choose to pick with him. And uh I, I think Leon of them all I, I think it'd be really between Leon and Jill for the most likely two, because mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, those are the two more popular. And when uh the Dead by Daylight added Resident Evil into its game, they picked Nemesis as the killer. They picked Raccoon City Police Department as the map, and they added both Leon and Jill as the characters, and then each of them has special costumes where uh, their model gets changed out for Chris or Claire. So they, they depending on the mm-hmm. moveset that they give for a Resident Evil character, they could have the four of them uh, all be in there, and then just like each of them gets one alt, similarly to how Kelly designed, uh, as we'll talk about later, his Makoto Nayege moveset with um, having mm-hmm. multiple characters from the series represented. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think you could either do something like that, or you could just have, like, have Leon be playable, and then have, like, Jill be a nickel fighter. Maybe they're echoes of each other, kind of much like how Simon and Richter Belmont are. There's a couple of different solutions that could go here. But um, I, I think Resident Evil has a strong chance just in general. My own big worry is choosing which of these six fucking characters to pick from. 
Uh, and with that in mind, I'm going to go for because I'm because this is for Leon specifically himself, and not just a Resident Evil rep. I'm going to say fifty percent. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a Resident Evil character in general. Um, and yeah, if, it, if it was Resident Evil in general, I would bump this up to something like seventy, seventy-five. But being that it's Agreed. just Leon, I'd do a little bit lower. Sure. Sure, and I think Jill has a good chance, and and I would pers I would personally prefer Jill probably as an overall face of the series. I would too. Um, Wesker would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> probably um, third of the three as far as likeliness is concerned. Um, that being said, uh, you know I, I'm going to go with my gut. I think that Leon at this point in time probably period in my opinion is the likeliest pick for being the cult pick. Um, so I will give him 70%. Ooh. Okay, 70 for Leon. All right, Kelly, what do you think about that? Um, that's a pretty good number. I think, yeah, Resident Evil is is almost a shoe-in, just from how extremely popular it is. If they had to, if they had to pick Leon specifically... Um, I would say somewhere around the 40% range, probably 40%. He's very popular, justifies a conclusion. Um, it depends on how far Capcom is willing to evolve their series, if they're going to keep Leon, or, or if they're going to bring him back. They probably are going to bring him back, I think. Let's be real. So, yeah, I'd say, sure, I'd I mean, say, I'd say 40. 7 and 8, yeah. Okay. okay. Sweet. With that, Leon's average comes out to 53.3%. Wow. Hmm. All right. Nice. Uh, we've got two more to go through here. Uh, got some good discussion on these, longer than I thought we were going to have. So this next yeah. one, uh, we're going to a franchise that's already in Smash, and that's Raiden of Metal Gear. Or mm. Raiden, I don't know how it's said. Uh, I don't know much about this guy other than the fact that he's a cyborg ninja, and I believe he's the playable character for... Rising, I think. Yeah, yeah, but Platinum Games game. Too. Oh, was it? Okay, well that makes sense then, because mm -hmm. they love their sword fighters running up and smashing things. Games, uh, but yeah. I think uh, I, I'm not a big Metal Gear Solid knowledge person. That's Jono's Eric's expertise between the two of us. Um, my my big point here is that we've got a metal we've got Metal Gear and Smash already. Not that this has stopped. Uh, Street Fighter or Castlevania for giving me any more characters. Uh, but if we were to get another one from Metal Gear Solid or just Metal Gear in general, he feels like the pick because he's different than, you know, Big Boss and Liquid Snake and Solid mm -hmm. Snake and Solid Snake and there's, there's just a lot of snakes. One of them's naked. Sure. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't have much more to say other than that about Raiden. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Raiden is a very popular character. He comes from, uh, again, kind of Metal Gear's uh, big moment with Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, made his debut there as a, as a foxhound soldier gone cybernetic experiment. So, yes, he is, in fact, a cyborg ninja first of his class. Probably not the first cyborg ninja in a video game, period, because that seems pretty neat and tropish. Probably one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Though. I mean, Gray Fox! Um, in Metal Gear. It's a cyborg ninja. 
True, true. It but was Ryder the does, fucking... Does he's good. the assist trophy pick in Smash. It's like, what? That was interesting, him over Raiden. He could have had the same functionality. Um, that being said, um, there, there's a fair amount we could do here. We're still hurting for a ninja archetype character that fits this specific sword play area. Like, we, we yeah. have Sheik and we have Greninja doesn't quite actually scratch the itch. Uh, Hayabusa is a very popular choice for that amongst the community. Um, representative from Tecmo, too. I mean, if Tecmo's going to get a character, it's more than likely him. Um, yeah, so I, I, there's there's a lot here. If it, there's another Metal Gear character, it's going to be Raiden. I agree. Um, and, he, and he's the secondary face of the series, I feel, besides Snake, as, as far as a playable character standpoint goes. Uh, his, his chances pretty much hands on do we want another Metal Gear character can we have another Metal Gear character and that's the toss up given Konami's current place in gaming uh, with pachinko machines and NFTs. yeah and, uh, fucking yeah. kind of missed the party too in, in Smash 4 so yeah well we'll see yeah yeah so um, there we go well said John oh yeah so um so wait, have you, have you played Rising Journal? A little bit. I sucked at it and quit. <laughs> but I, I have it, I have Metal Gear on my list of series that I need to watch at some point. Right now, I've been going through the Devil, Devil May Cry games, and I watched Bayonetta recently. But eventually, I'll finally learn what everything is about with Metal Gear. So Metal Gear Rising is is not a good representation of the series as a whole. It's about as far removed as you can get in terms of gameplay. The rest of the games are about stealth, for the majority, and Rising is pretty much just hack and slash everything in the made, like super slow mo power trip basically, mm -hmm. and it feels good. It's fun to play. It's a great game. It has awesome music, a few flaws, but overall very cool. So Raiden is um, interesting because he's got a he's got a spirit, one of the most powerful spirits I think in uh, in Smash Ultimate. Uh, Raiden always if Raiden if there was an award for best glow up. I think Raiden would take it. He started, he started off as a bit, uh, from what I understand, in Metal Gear Solid 2, he was a bit um, polarizing because a lot of people thought they'd be playing as Snake again, and then Raiden came into the picture, and you played as him for most of the game. Um, but he really grew in, in 4, and especially Rising. Um, his whole appearance changed, his whole demeanor changed, and he's very he's very likable. He's serious, a bit edgy, but not like, oh, like, roll your eyes edgy. You kind of understand and level with him. Um... It's, uh, what was I going to say? One of the big elephants in the room is that he, if you're, he already is playable in, um, another certain Smash-like game. Ah. PlayStation All-Stars. All-Stars, yes. And so, I'm sure there could be a lot of similarities and also differences from what they could take based on what they, how they portrayed him there. But, uh, ignoring that and ignoring Konami, the state of Konami... Um, he'd be pretty cool to see. He'd be very good at like countering and doing like precision, slow like slow down stuff, re-energizing himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically like a roller coaster. His game, it's it's very interesting. All about the Zundats. Yeah, All right. de definitely. Uh, if Metal Gear was gonna get a second rep, I'd say it would definitely go to Raiden. I, I think he's the the clearer pick for a second choice from Metal Gear. Not only does he fight differently, he but he kind of represents there. a different style in the Metal Gear franchises. Like, mm -hmm. 
I, I know I talked about a lot how I was I wish Smash would not focus so much on giving character multiple characters the same third party franchise and just like do more third party franchises. And to be fair, we've only had a little bit of them double dipping like that uh, with Ken and Ryu, and then Simon and Richter. But uh... oh right, Sephiroth. Forgot about fucking Sephiroth. No, not only same franchise, but same game. Mm-hmm. It was a do- it was a package deal. Yeah, I I I firmly believe go. it was. Yeah. It it absolutely was as part of the deal of getting Cloud in base game. Come on, but um, uh, I I feel like it, it's 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 more okay for me if it's like okay, sure, two characters in the same franchise, but like different parts of the franchise. Like if we got a second Mega Man character, it was Zero, representing the Mega Man X and the Mega Man Zero games in addition to Cloud. It was like okay, sure, that's fine. Uh, Raiden, I don't know if Rising and whatever his other content is is enough different from Metal Gear Solid because again, I just don't have that knowledge. But for me, um, well, he would be a different fighter than Snake, which is very nice to have, and he's clear second choice from the franchise. The fact that there are other cyborg ninjas that he's in, or even just other ninja characters with swords that he's kind of in contention with being, you know, again, Hayabusa being probably the most likely of all of them. Uh, that's a big factor in me just lowering his chances out, and I'm just gonna say, ten percent. Mm-hmm. Second Metal Gear pick, Konami's current uh, position in the gaming industry. The fact that Ko- that Kojima's not with them anymore, and other ninjas that are in competition, it's a low percent for me. Fair, right, right. I I, I concur, and and to Kelly's point with PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale as well. Um, Heihachi's in. PSA VR and he's not in Smash, so it's true. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, it, it's kind of an old game. I don't think its influence is going to last forever and ever and ever. But uh, you know. I I, I kind of I really doubt that that was the reason why they didn't pick uh, Heiachi. Heiachi. But I mean, Kazuya is generally more interesting, I think. But yeah, like, well, it, uh, if it came up at all, I think it would be Sakurai just saying he doesn't want people to compare the two versions and and say one is better than the other because that that sounds like a very Sakurai thing to do. It's like Sakurai. No one even cares about this game anymore. Only you're comparing them. So, um, <laughs> again, that's a Sakurai thing anyway. to do. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, Lister. Um, as we do have a second Metal character already in Smash, uh, being Yoshi. However, uh, right in uh, <laughs> you did there. Yeah. So, do you want to explain so, the joke? Yeah. You mean Metal Gear Rex? Yeah, because Rex Metal is Gear in solid, Smash. Uh, 3D. Uh... Metal Gear Solid 3D Snake Eater um, on the 3DS. You shoot little collectible Yoshi figurines throughout the game, and then you get a little prize at the end. It's because they replace in the normal game. There's like these lizards. I forget what their name they are, but in the 3DS version, the lizards are all replaced with Yoshi's Yoshi dolls. This is yeah. violence against Yoshi, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> now he just kind of spins around when you shoot him, and he goes. Rrr! Exactly. That's a good. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Never thought of Thank that way. Uh, yeah. Right in fifteen percent. All right. Kelly, what'd you think? Yeah, it's one of those... I think there was one time where I thought, this is so crazy, it just might work. But, I don't know. It's hard to say. 
if we're ignoring all the stuff like all the contingencies that or hangups that Konami has just in a vacuum, I would want to give it something like twenty five percent. But with all those in mind, I would say yeah, I would say fifteen percent as well. Okay. With that said, our overall rating is thirteen point three three percent for Raiden. Still not the uh, lowest, so we'll give him that. Not the lowest, but he does hit the second lowest. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. All right, so we got one more to go. This one is another character that, Kelly, you have made on the Smashtopia wiki. Oh, baby. Oh, no and way. For, and, you know, I would have considered them for today's Smash Test, but we've already covered them in a previous episode, so they were kind of out of the running. But I figured they can go ahead and rate their chances, and that is Shantae. The half genie oh, hero oh. herself. All I right. Like, I, feel like, I feel like I'm having an influence on this or something. Gee, I, I wonder why. <laughs> All right. So, Shantae, we've got our, our first indie rip that we discussed here on Red Third Chances. Uh, personally, for me, I know a lot of people always say Shovel Knight as being the most likely indie character. Um, what Personally, I think Steve kind of counts that... Before Microsoft bought them, he absolutely counted with Minecraft. Yeah. It's arguable okay. if he still would be considered indie because Microsoft now owns Mojang. But, yeah, whatever. But mm -hmm. as for, like, other characters, the debate that I always see is Shovel Knight and Shantae. Personally, I think Shantae has a better chances than Shovel Knight, at the very least. She has more history, for one thing. She has several more games than Shovel Knight does. Well, actually, Sh Shovel Knight just adds, just makes a new game, which just becomes part of the original game. Shantae's been around a, while, a lot longer. She's had some games with Capcom. Uh, they, they've helped. They've worked on some of the games with her, but it's all been with WayForward, and she's mm -hmm. still getting new games. Uh, the last one was about the the Sirens. I don't remember exactly what it was called. The Seven the Seven Sirens. Seven Sirens was that one. I don't mm -hmm. think that one was quite as popular. I know Half Genie Hero was pretty well liked, but. Uh, I still need to play Seven Sirens. I played Half Genie Hero. It was it was not bad, but the best one that I think generally the community likes the most is Pirate's Curse. Curse. Oh, Pirate's Curse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pirate's Curse is pretty good from what I, for everything I know about it. But I mean, Shantae's got a lot of stuff to her. She's got her transformations to, into other animals. She's got genie magic beyond that. She has pirate gear that she used when she temporarily lost her powers. So she has a lot to her that they could do with her on. It's just indie characters getting in. Will they? We've we have a Shovel Knight uh, assist trophy, and then we've had some indie characters that got uh, some from me costumes like Sans. But will mm -hmm. any of them become playable someday? That's the biggest hurdle here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Shantae does have an assist trophy as well as Spirit. So there's she does consider. not have an assist trophy. Me costume. Oh, sorry, me costume. There you go. And a song. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot that she. She's a. She has a I forgot she had a song. Burning Town. Bam. I mean, it's a damn good one. <laughs> it's it's the Shantae song. Absolutely. Remix it every time. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. As as far as the indie characters are concerned, um, she has what like going on 20 years of history with way forward way forward being a major major player in the indie scene yeah 
They've been um, around a long time. They've made a lot of games. Yeah, they have. They have. They have. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I, I think that um, Shovel Knight has decent popularity. I mean, as evidence, whether it's this trophy. Um, and could ease, I mean, he could be playable too in the next Smash. Um, fairly likely, at the very least, among the indie characters. Um, Shantae and him representing the upper crust. Um, yeah, the, the the debate comes down to to an indie character. But if whether we're going to have him in Smash or not, if we did, I I do think it would be um, the the aesthetic fits perfectly with with the Prime Nintendo cut. Uh, multiple games have been on Nintendo systems, primarily Nintendo Build, uh, debuted on the Game Boy. Uh, there's there's a lot there. Um, and it'd just be a really cool character to have with the transformations and and uh, different magic. And, and she can also whip her hair back and forth. That she I mean, can. Talk about power. Her, her hips don't lie. Um, that's true, too. We have something in common. So, uh, with that... <laughs> That being said, uh, eh, yeah, those are kind of kind of my thoughts. Pretty much, Kelly. pretty much uh, covered my thoughts perfectly, Jono. Um, this is definitely she's definitely a character that I think fits the description of honorary Nintendo character. Like, she's been all but well, mostly exclusive, actually. No, she's on Steam. Um, but yeah, for, like for I quite mean, a long Steam, long Steam doesn't count. It's be- PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo is where it counts. If it's Steam, that's outside the console wars. Fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like, there's just I think the biggest problem is that there's so much to do do with her that it's a hard time to narrow down which one specifically. You could make the case that the original Game Boy Color game is like what... I know Sakurai likes to kind of take a lot of inspiration from the char- a character's original outing. Mm-hmm. So you could try to streamline her like that if you wanted. The indie thing is also the biggest attractor, so that's always a big, uh, a big uh, elephant in the room, so to speak. She can transform into an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if there was going to be any indie character who would make it in, I, I think it would be her. With apologies to Shovel Knight. Yeah, I'm sure we're pissing off a lot of Shovel Knight fans when we're saying that she's more likely. But it's like, hey, I mean, just you have your opinion. Sp- we have ours. Just from a historical standpoint, I suppose yeah. you could. She's had more more influence. Sure. Uh, and, and I also just checked Although, here real quickly. Uh, the original Shantae was Game Boy Color, and then Risky's Revenge was DSiWare and mm-hmm. iOS. Yeah, I played the iOS. <laughs> and then it's, each of the ones after that have been multi-platform. Right. There you go. Uh, but I also have discovered uh, another very small point in Shantae's favor. What company is working on the remakes for Advance Wars? It's way forward. Data design and oh yeah, they got their foot in the door for Nintendo. There you go. There you go. It feels like one of those moments where like it doesn't happen until it does, and it's like oh well now you've broken new ground with this yeah indie platform Mm -hmm. getting in. So there you go. And Sakurai has loved crushing fan roles. Yes. So, I mean, we, we got fucking Cloud. We got fucking Sephiroth. Steve. Sora. Indy is one of the few barriers left to break through. And I think Shantae has a good chance for it. I think my rating, I, I don't know, I feel like I might be being too generous with this one. Um, but I am going to go with 20%. Just because, like, 
yes, there's a fuck ton of indies, and it's a question of, like, could an indie get in? But if an indie does get in, it's Shantae or Shovel Knight. Well, I've actually... Sakurai is friends with Toby Fox. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Be I'm going to go with 20%, though. That is fair. That's fair. Um, gosh, I, I could easily see a Smash where she's in. Mm -hmm. um, and I can just as easily I, see she a Smash. She fit the environment so easily, but her and Shovel Knight would both fit yeah. the environment very well. Perfectly, yeah, yeah. Um, and of the two, I mean, they represent the upper crust. If one's more likely than the other, it's by a you know a fast just a small percentile. Um, so I was I mean I was I was getting high off it. If we did, if we were saying Indies in, her chances would be up 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 there. Um, considering all the factors, I will um, again just just kind of continue my trend of. Agreeing with Lister while being a little more generous, I'll say thir thir 32%. All right, 32%. Kelly, mm -hmm. what about you? Wow, this is another case of like really disproportionate from what you guys both decided. I was going to say 65%. Okay. But the reason, because I just I feel like, oh man, it seems crazy, but. I think I think Nintendo really might, like well Nintendo you know Sakurai, whoever is the is the person that we're talking about. Who, I feel like with with Shantae it was neat because even as far back as the first trailer for World of Light, you could see just that split second of like oh Shantae's a spirit. I know it's not what you wanted, but it's a consolation prize. But we hear you. We know you wanted her in. And then later down the line, she gets a me costume and a song, and it's still there. And it's just like and yeah, with the the way with the way forward. Seven Sirens, Advance Wars, just that it's another one of those always in the peripheral vision. And if there was ever going to be one indie character, like if just as a rule they they actually ended up doing it, I could see her definitely getting getting in, possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Potentially. So. I, I see that. I'll say, actually, I'll say 60%. 60%. Okay. I mean, and, and you know, the, the uh, environment for indies has really. It has changed for Nintendo. Back comparing it back to the you know the Wii days compared to now is Im immense, a, a huge difference. They got their Nindy directs. Yeah, it's a total total one eighty compared to how Nintendo used to actually companies like this. No kidding. All right, so with Shantae getting a twenty, thirty-two, and sixty percent rating. That averages out to 37.33% chance. And when we uh, add all the characters into our, uh, along with everybody else that we've done so far, uh, Raiden joins the bottom five. It actually ranks in at number 14 out of 15, out of 15, with 13.33 overall. And Leon hits number three of the entire list with his 53.33% chance. Only Alf and Dixie Kong we have given higher ratings for than Leon Kennedy. It'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how this shakes out as we go further through this season of the podcast. Interesting. It will be. Well it, done, Leon. Cool. Well, well met, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right, so we uh, we got some good discussion out of that. This actually lasted uh, quite a bit longer than it, than it did the last two episodes we had our Razor Chances, so wow to all of that. Uh, but with that, we will now go ahead and get into the main topic of discussion, even though we've 
I've already gone through over an hour with this, which holy shit, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, was not expecting <laughs> yeah. that. Whoops. So, our first Smash or Dash matchup is going to be between the lucky or unlucky student himself, Makoto Nayegi, versus the Surgeon Supreme, Derek Styles. So, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Derek? Right. So, Derek Styles, he is uh, a surgeon. He starts off as a pretty regular surgeon working at a place called Hope Hospital, but he was transferred to Caduceus, USA. And so in universe, Caduceus is like the super hospital that like, you know, technology is advanced so they can cure any disease, basically. Um, he finds out that he possesses an ability called the Healing Touch, which is lets him operate at a speed beyond any normal human could ever do. Um, he's assisted by Angie Thompson, a nurse who basically keeps him in line because he gets a bit... Um, a bit, a bit of hubris at first and almost costs him a patient's life, so he reels himself in. And all this is happening while there's uh, bioterrorists in the background trying to spread super cancer called guilt. So it makes for an interesting uh, Atlas, everyday Atlas uh, story. You know, this He's matchup... Cool character. Th this this yeah. matchup is more perfect than I thought it was. Because I, I picked these two characters, which is like, oh, you know, th this seems like a... Th they, they could kind of work pretty well together. But we have Derek... Uh, who formerly of Hope Hospital fighting a disease called guilt. Yes. Whereas Makoto Nayagi goes to a school called Hope Peak Academy where he has to deal with a uh, worldwide pandemic of sorts where everybody is just falling to despair and it's more or less a disease there as well. Which oh, well, well, kind of an interesting know. comparison that we have here with these two. <laughs> uh, but Makoto's whole deal is... Uh, essentially, there's a school in Japan called, you know, again, Toast Peak Academy that only invites the best of the best ultimate students or those whose abilities are super high school level, if you will, uh, such as the ultimate swimmer, the ultimate martial artist, the ultimate fashionista, the ultimate, uh, I was trying to think of another one, the ultimate pop star idol. And then we have young Makoto here, young Makoto, whose talent is known only for being lucky. He got into the school by random draw. And not only that, but the, technically, I found this out. The first person, they actually used actually the second name that they drew. The first one uh, never got their letter. It burned up. And so they're just like, well, if they didn't get their letter, they must not be lucky enough. Let's draw again. And that's how Makoto got in. And the whole thing with Makoto's journey in his games is, hey, we're locked in a school. Oh, that's not good. Oh, we're told to kill each other. Oh, that's really not good. And you have to solve who done it several times while Makoto is firing metaphorical bolts of truth to help uncover all the mysteries. Quite a lot goes on in those games. Wow. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. So we have two characters here who are very much not fighters. Uh, a guy who is so. God, his luck just swings back and forth sometimes. Like he's lost his own shoe in his official character art versus a fucking surgeon. It makes you think. It does. It does. It does a lot. I mean, I, I can I can definitely see how someone like Derek Styles could, could become a fighter in a game like Smash. I mean, hey, got a scalpel. Stab a bitch. Hey, we got uh, the heart defibrillator. Shock a bitch. The medical board will be notified for these actions. 
Well, the medical the board is life. about to get stabbed and shocked. So they better back off. <laughs> if they know what's good for them. Uh, so, so he's got that. I mean, and you also mentioned the healing touch, so he could use that to heal himself. Uh, and you, and you made movesets for all these four oh. characters as we've mentioned before, uh, which I'm sure we'll get you to touch on. I'm just going over some basic generalities with them to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he'd be able to do things like that. Makoto, um, you know, he's he can fire spectral looking bullets of made out of energy that are just like the yeah. truth they get fired. It's kind of an odd one for me to just envision. Uh, it's a the, bit of a creative liberty, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not really bullets, just... A, a visualization of his logic, I suppose. Yeah, but... it's it's an aesthetic choice that works really well in the game. It's just when I saw Apple, I'm just like, so how does the gun thing make sense? Oh, it's just he's just pretending to shoot people. Oh, all right. <laughs> and, but and then the <laughs> second game, well, he's not the protagonist in the second game. But we have Truth Blades, so he could do something similar to that. He could just have like some kind of sword based attack there. Uh, mm-hmm. He could have attacks that kind of remind me of Phoenix Wright and uh, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom Three. They're kind of just like accidental things he says like he trips over his own feet because he you know, had a loose type shoelace that could be his dash attack so he just trips and hits somebody i could see them doing something like that just for the fun of it why the fuck not yeah fighting without fighting mm-hmm. uh there's gifts galore presents that you can hand out to people when you're making friends with them just like just throw a random item sometimes it's a uh, a school button sometimes it's a bomb who knows we don't. It's you get it from a fucking gotcha machine. Oh god. Mm-hmm. I think it's a neat. I'd like to note too. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no. Go ahead, John. Oh, I'd like to note too that in Kelly's moveset, Makoto does give a present as a side special, and there are fifty options. Again, <laughs> ignoring them, uh, like programming logistics, because this is Smash Topia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We we ignore logistics a lot. Sometimes we try not to ignore them, but it's okay. It's just like it do, it works this way. Don't ask me how it works this way. It's just we want it to work this way. We're not developers, so we don't have to make it work. For sure. Yeah. I just think yeah, that Smash has a great appeal for taking characters who aren't traditionally known for fighting, like the Wii Fit Trainer, Rob the Robot, and just making yeah. them very creative. It's, it's I, I love when people make the argument. It's like. Well, how could this character fight? They're not a fire. It's like, dude, Rob, mm-hmm. Captain Falcon, Zelda, yep. Weep mm-hmm. Trainer, Duck Hunt Dog. There's a lot of non-fighters in Smash. Villager. Villager. Uh, I saw, mm-hmm. when I was, I, I also made a character movie for Monokuma, also the Naked Rapa games. And I was looking some stuff up just to do some research. I saw some of things like, well, how, how, would, how would they fight? Like, I guess they could do things from... Uh, the the other types of Monokuma from the Ultra Despair Girls game, but what would he do? It's like, you're a fucking idiot. There's a shit ton that that bear can do. Just I think, it's, think. Uh, I think it's less important to focus on how realistic it would be and more important to think about the constraints and the rules established by the game's world mm-hmm. and take the influence from those. Yeah. I had a lot of fun coming up with my moves for that character. Gungir. Gungnir, oh, I had to have Gungnir. Come on, that was the number one most required thing. No uh, oh yeah, yeah. All, you know, <laughs> all people know is the word Gungnir. You can Google that word if you want, but that even that's not going to tell you shit. Yeah, yeah. Play the games. Play the gate or play or watch my playthroughs. Suck start gaming. Go. The second game is finished uploading on the story. So hey. 
There's the plug. Actually, I think by the time this goes up, the whole second game will be up by now. So, excellent. Nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, Kelly. Um, so we, we do have a good base for it for Makoto. How about uh, Derek Styles in your Smash Copia moveset? I know that we kind of it's 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 his signature move. We kind of have to have healing touch. Um, and I see here that you have his various surgical to tools as well. Um, so what, what kind of, uh, when you were approaching the Derek moveset, uh, what excited you the most about it? What was your, what, what kind of, uh, toodled your oodles, as they say? Yeah, so I think this wasn't really what was, what was going through my mind back then, but now I'm thinking, like, someone like, you know, Kazuya, how he's got a million and one, uh, standard moves, like tilts, and he's kind of got, like, eight moves for just the way he, he tilts the stick in eight directions. This almost kind of works for Derek, but he's got eight neutral specials instead of just one. And it's kind of neat, because it's a bit like Shulk's, instead there's, except there's eight instead of five, and there's no cooldown. So you can basically just choose whatever tool you need at uh, whatever moment. That was kind of what I was right. hoping. Just to have a very flexible tool, uh, literal toolkit, and, making, mm -hmm. and, and finding creative ways to adapt to the surgery tools, like having the sutures kind of bind somebody in place, having the drain constantly draining their health. Things like that, just to kind of give little creative uh, interpretations of each surgical tool. Right. Yeah, and it's it it's its own unique archetype. We see it vaguely represented through through like a oh this is a real world athletic trainer basically with we fit trainer or a real world um, strange uh, sociopathic child from a village of animals uh, that sort of li life lifestyle side kind of characters that. Uh, so and and for what we say, you know, oh, we can have a lawyer in Smash. We can have a doctor in Smash. Um, doesn't really encapsulate. Uh, besides Doctor Mario, who plays like Mario with with puzzle elements. Yeah. We don't have a doctor in Smash. We don't have a lawyer in Smash. We don't have a puzzle solving professor in Smash. Mm -hmm. We cannot. Uh, there's still room for it, and it would be quite interesting. Oh yeah, um, I I would love for Smash so, to delve a little bit more in some of those weirder categories, but for characters that are still popular and that couldn't do do well with it, Derek is a great choice. Yeah. Layton is a great choice. Phoenix Wright is a great choice. The everyday heroes. Like not everybody needs to be a buffed out fighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, G and, give and us more Steves. Yes, everyday yeah. layman's terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if we if we can have uh, you know, Kazuya, Ryu, Ken, Terry, we can have Dr. Mario, Derek, uh, Dr. Dolphin. Dr. Link. Dr. Link, yeah, Dr. Dr. Goomba Stack. Dr. Goomba Stack. all be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um and and that's where um, you know, Makoto, I mean, we already have in Kelly's moveset, three other um, students built into it. So yep. there you go with that as well. They um, all have a similar posture, yeah. thankfully. So yeah, there you go. There it's you wish, go. I mean, wish fulfillment to the max. Right. Um, speaking to it, it's it's difficult. These characters have more in common than you'd think under under underneath the wraps. For sure. Um, and as well, I mean, in the moveset make as well that Kelly presents us here, which is a pretty good basis to go off of. Uh, like Makoto and Derek do have a lot of um, RNG in their moveset, um, per se. 
uh, Derek less so because you you have the choice more like a Minato arts and the extra skill where you're pulling out an antibiotic gel, syringe, sutures, drain, laser, ultrasound, whatever. Um, and Makoto, I mean, you have this big looming thing of it would be so interesting to see a character who can just pull out 50 presents. It's like Metro. And, 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 yeah. For his yeah, neutral special, he has in, in the, in a gun bolt. finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Finger yeah. guns. And you thought Joker, gun. you thought Joker's toy gun was saying something. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and um, there you go. You you get, you get a strange dash of the supernatural. A few pandemic era diseases. I mean, we've all been there and done that at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hits different. Oh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> It does, it does. Um, interesting. I, I mean, I like both of these series. I've kept up with Danganronpa a little bit through um, Select Start Gaming, and I've played the Trauma Center games, most of them. Oh, nice. So this is this is difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody have any particular leans on which character they would put into Smash over the other? Hmm. How about you, Kelly? Well, um, that's a tough one. I guess it depends on which, like, how you approach each one. Like, I haven't, I've, I've played uh, Danganronpa one and two. I haven't played any of the Trauma Center games. I've watched a bit, a lot of footage of Trauma Team in particular, and great game. It's like it's popular, but it's not popular on the level of Danganronpa. It's it's its own beast for sure. If it were if it were strictly like the IP that I wanted represented, I would want it to be Danganronpa. But in terms of the game, like going from the 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 move sets I, I tried making, I would want to, I want it to be Derek just from a gameplay perspective. And I think that's where I'm partially leaning. Just if we were going pur- purely from a gameplay perspective, Makoto would be would be a bag of fun stuff. Like he'd be throwing out underwear left and right, shooting people with his bullets. <laughs> But but uh, Derek would would be like such a crazy ride with like all the different tools he has and all the shenanigans he can pull off. It's tough, but I think I'm leaning slightly towards Derek. Okay. Uh, you know, as you know, Atlas, just just make it on Switch. I mean, it's perfect for it. For real, Atlas is very weird about what games they'll put where. It seems like I don't know mm-hmm. what is their deal half the time. It's like guys. Why are you not putting more games on Steam? First of all, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Golden mm-hmm. sold like crazy. Put yeah, more. really. I should, I should tell them something, but mm-hmm. they're weirdos they, sometimes. Don't they keep putting out like a survey? Not to get off topic, but don't they keep they, putting out like they a... have? Um, I, I I took the survey at one point. I was in space, just like put it all on Steam, you cowards. People, <laughs> you want money? Put on Steam, okay? And don't do an exclusivity deal with Epic. I swear to fucking God. I'm Mm. tired of these exclusive deals that Epic is getting. Go fuck yourselves. Really? Introducing Derek Styles in Fortnite. I mean, I don't care about that. Oh, man. You joke, but... Alongside Big Chungus. (laughs) At this point, (laughs) nothing would surprise me anymore. Um, No. Uh... As my, my lean for these two is probably very obvious. Uh, one of these games 
uh, one of these characters in their series, I got sucked into after seeing several people, including Kelly, talk about them in communities that I'm a part of. And one friend in particular was like, hey, if you play it, I'll go on and I'll be in the recording with you and do... And I was like, okay, cool. That means half the voices I don't have to do and I have something to bounce it off of. Fuck yes. Thank you, Kerbalk. Those voices. Yeah. Oh, man, that's... <laughs> Some of the voices are a lot more fun than others. Freaking. Ah, man. Man. But um, uh, I, my, my lean is very, very heavy towards Makoto and Danganronpa. Even if it was Makoto necessarily himself, and it was just like, I don't know, Danganronpa character being uh, no one of the protagonists or uh, Monokuma himself. Uh, his sister from Ultra Despair Girls, which I have I, some ideas for. Uh, get there eventually. Cool. Uh, I, f- I just think there's a lot of fun that can be had with that character. The series is very popular in Japan. Uh, just having this ordinary high school kid who's only claimed the fame as being lucky and being really good at giving speeches. That's that's really what he's good at. You know, he has decent investigative uh, quote as well. He's no... Uh, He's no detective. Or at least he's not like a super detective, but he's not bad at it. So he, he's got all that going for him. He's, he's a fun character. He's come from fun games that also are very terrifying. Uh, I just, like, a doctor would be cool. Don't be wrong. Having a character that, like, I just have a scalpel and just, like, step, step, step. I fucking love that shit. But mm-hmm. I, I got sucked into these games. The aesthetics are very strong. They are. And all the blood is pink. Pepto-Bismol. I was very confused <laughs> when I saw blood for the first time. The game's like, why is it pink? It's Stylistic. really off. It's to keep the, the 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 rating off of, like, what is it, zero? Zero Z or whatever? Mm-hmm. I suppose I suppose it's something like that, but I guess... It's also How is the like... rest of the game's content not putting it at the high ratings? What the fuck? I guess it's the camera angles and, and implications and what you don't see. That you, your mind fills in the gaps. I guess. You know, sometimes that is more terrifying than just showing it. Mm-hmm. Zero escape That's is fair. special. Oh, Lord, yeah. That could be another topic on its own. Chunsoft is good at what they do. They're very precise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. I've, I have a passing knowledge of Danganronpa because of Lister series, as well as some of our other friends have streamed it in the past. Um, and it's a very, very specifically flashy and entertaining and gruesome series. Um, and it fits a niche, and it's very fun and disturbing. And, 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 and Kelly's movesets for both Derek and um, Makoto uh, perfectly encapsulate the characters in the games. They're some of my favorite movesets from Kelly. Um, so it's like, what What do you want? Do you, do you want um, a surgeon with a certain magical property, or do you want one lucky boy? And that's pretty <laughs> much... Who would win? What, yeah. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh-huh. And that's what we're getting down to. And, and there's some similarities, like even with Usami carrying Makoto for the up special, or Fucking Derek Usami. having the wings of Caduceus for his up special. I mean, it's or wings of Hermes rather. Um, there, there, there's similarities there. So, um, and then healing touch, um, you know, is is present. Truth bullets and lie bullets are present. 
So we are getting to the crux of the titles. Um, I really enjoyed the Trauma Center games during their era, their time of the sun, um, while also acknowledging that time is, for whatever reason, currently over. Um, when it's so obvious. It's so obvious. This would have been a perfect time to do the um, Trauma Center game. Come on, look at the world it, right yeah. now. It would have been so perfect. Oh, yeah. Trauma 19. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, play games, I play games to escape reality. Thank you. Trauma <laughs> Center. Worldwide <laughs> Pandemic. That's the subtitle. <laughs> you might be onto something there. There you go. Um, so I'm not saying it's my vote, but my lean currently in the present discussion because I enjoy these movesets a lot, is going to lean into more personal bias. And because I've played Trauma Center, my lean is Derek. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's a tough okay, case. Do you have the floor? <laughs> how, do, how do you change our minds? <sighs> I change your mind by saying, play the games! <laughs> That's how I change your mind. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to say, like, in terms of Musa potential between these two characters, uh, it, it's hard to really um, say why one could be better than because both these characters and uh, our next two characters as well are not your typical fighters. I guess you consider one of the next two uh, sort of can fit in that vein, but these two are very much just, like, they're guys. They're the guys that live their life. One of them uh, is a doctor. Uh, so he heals, he uh, stitches people up, he performs surgeries on them. And the other one is just like, I'm caught in a terrible situation. I have to try and stop my friends from killing each other. Oh, I failed at that. I have to try and figure out who killed my friend. Again, and again, and again. And it gets very sad and disturbing and at times uh, despairful. But mm. um, there's, there's a lot of just like, just about anything that you could think of, like, these characters could do for Smash, you're inventing it. Uh, they are very much open slates for you to just have fun and play around with, just come up with something unique for. Uh, Kelly has done two very good movesets for both these characters. And uh, other people could do, like, it was Sakurai could do something completely different, but it's still going to be very much out there. It's all invented. And sometimes those are the best movesets. Ones that, don't, that you don't mm -hmm. have a whole lot of direct material to pull from to try and create something it's ones where you get to really think outside the box for uh and i both these characters would be that which is something i would personally mm -hmm. love to see uh for me personally this one comes down a lot to uh the personal bias of makoto dangarafa if i was to take that out and i'm just looking at like what they could do moveset wise um Derek and his doctor abilities does come up very strong because, I mean, that's just a fun thing to think about. A doctor fighting people and, again, using a scalpel to slice you the fuck open. Uh, <laughs> but I also like the idea of a character like Bakoda where you can lean heavily on the whole luck aspect and have them do things where they take a tumble and they run into somebody or um, they just happen to, like, duck down to tie their shoes and they evade an attack. Or something. I I don't know yeah. where they all come into a moveset. Uh, this is just like uh, his crouch. His crouch animation is just going down the tie of shoes or something. I don't know. Or maybe that's maybe he has a taunt that just like he does that and it's 
lets him get out of an attack or something, maybe. I don't know. But I, I yeah. love that aspect, just, like, leading hard into accidentals. That's something I love about Phoenix Wright's uh, basic attacks in Ultimate Marvel's, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. Uh, every character has an attack where they perform it and the, their opponent gets a launch type in the air. Phoenix's version of this is he sneezes at them. It's you. I fucking love it. He sneezes down at their feet and they go flying up in the air. It's great. I love that shit. Uh, and that's, probably, that's really what it would come down to to me between these two characters if I'm taking out any biases. It's Makoto's luck nonsense is this wild thing you can do with it versus the idea mm -hmm. of a doctor is stabbing Mario and sending him flying. What? <laughs> I would probably still lean oh. the luck nonsense just because I love that idea so much. And there are other doctors out there that you could put into Smash. But that's mm -hmm. that's really where I sit with things. Yeah. Well spoken. Eric also has an aspect of, uh, oh my goodness, you, you made uh, you made this, you made Ninja Bread Man have a code blue? Oh my god. <laughs> how the tables have, how the tables have turned on on the brick oven, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the moveset possibility is, is definitely there with Makoto, and um, I think that's the strongest strongest argument, regardless um, for both of these characters. And it is difficult. It, it is a difficult choice um, for for someone on the fence for sure. Um, we 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 shall see. We're I think we're getting to a vote soon, um, and at this point, I could go. Either way, I, I wouldn't say my bias is strong either way. So it might hinge on these last couple notes between the rest of us. Kelly, what do you think? Um, why do we have to choose, man? Because <laughs> because I knew it'd be a good matchup. You know what I think would be a yeah. funny trailer for Makoto would be like just the beginning of the of the game where it's like I received this invitation, but not to the school. It would be to <laughs> to Smash. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I should start by introducing myself, and then you know go from there. It's, it basically writes itself. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the the style of Danganronpa and the, the trademark uh, aesthetics of it is really what sells it. Uh, you can do oh, like stylistically, you could do so much with it. So that's really what it comes down to. Like Makoto for me is the style, and Derek for me is the mechanics. And mm -hmm. oh, it's just tearing me apart. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I feel like I think Lister. I think Lister's vote is Makoto, regardless, if I'm not mistaken. I I am very um, hard towards Makoto. Lean on this one. Okay. I and and I hate to put you both on the spot, but we are at a point where we need to make a decision on this matchup. Okay, who's going first, me or Kelly? You can decide, Game Master. It sounded like Kelly was reaching a decision. If I'm if I'm understanding correctly, before I interrupted. Okay. Oh man. Hmm. This moment reminds me of another puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... I suppose. If, I suppose. I, you know what? I suppose if we're factoring in the whole like, what they bring to the table, Atlas already has a character. Um, Spike Chunsoft does not. If we're also factoring in the other protagonists, Hajime, Kaede, and Shuichi, and the or the perjury skill, I don't think we covered that yet. I really, I guess it really just depends on what each character brings, and I think Derek has a stronger move pool, but Makoto and company have a stronger stylistics. 
And I guess in Smash, the style would really be more pronounced. So maybe I think instead, actually, I'll revert. I'll, I'll switch to Makoto. All right. But it's really tough. It's really tough because it's really just a matter of... No, I, I believe it, yeah. Like, the, like in these... terms of, like, reaction, like, what would blow me away, I'd be like, I'm, from, I'm more familiar with Danganronpa anyway, so I guess I'll side with Makoto on this one. All right. Uh, you could say by that turn heel from Kelly that Makoto's luck saved the day. Um, <laughs> so I'm, lucky boy. I, really hard though. It's yeah. really tough. This is like a fifty-one forty-nine percent. Like I've enjoyed Trauma Center, but it's not like a major series in my life. Uh, I will just toss Derek about. We're, we're knowing where this this is going, but I think he's too good of a character to leave it at a three to zero. So I'll, it really I'll fair enough. It'd be like, it'd be like if, if, it'd be like Doctor Joker. It'd be like a Joker Echo, but he's slower, hits harder. <laughs> Where's a lab coat? <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, it's done done before. You easily could. Maybe Instead some of, of that. Uh, maybe some of that gel he uses could be a reflector now. <laughs> Kill me. He doesn't. He doesn't summon uh, uh, Arsene. He just summons Angie, and she just shouts at him. There yeah. you go. Doctor Styles, the vitals. It, it's kind of a Phoenix and Maya relationship. It basically it's, is. Uh, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we have a two to one. Makoto wins this matchup, and we will see him again at the end of this season's uh, Tournament of Champions. But our next matchup is between one guy who had a really bad day, Conquer, against Death? Manny Calavera, a Grim Reaper. Kelly. Sweet baby. Tell me more <laughs> about these two. Right. Um, well, so Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It's a name that a lot of people who know Rare know. Um, Conquer was originally supposed to be a very, you know, E for everyone type of game. He made his first appearance, actually, in, in Diddy Kong Racing on the N64. And he, his own game, I think it was called Conquer's 12 Tales or something to that effect, was cancelled in favor of re basically rehashing it into a more raunchy M-rated adventure. And it basically rips on everything, like from Jaws to the Wizard of Oz to the Terminator to the Matrix. Everything. Like, it just, there's nothing is safe. <laughs> so, Conquer gets, uh, he gets he gets smashed. He's hungover, and, and then he loses his way on the way home. And that's what starts this whole adventure. And, and a lot of crazy stuff happens. And it's like, most of the game is like very comedy and off the cuff, but it has a surprisingly and staggeringly sad and dark ending, which kind of I think makes the rest of the game or the rest of the game doesn't prepare you for and it kind of hits all the more harder for that um, so that's Conquer in a nutshell and then so Manny Calavera this is from uh, LucasArts game Double Fine produced a game called Grim Fandango 3D point and click adventure starring the day of the dead or the land of the of the under or sorry the land of the dead and it's very interesting it's very creative it's very very wacky very witty writing it's got some very good jokes and humor. Basically, Manny Calavera, he's working off time as a salesman. He's a reaper, which means he guides newly departed souls and tries to sell them travel tickets. Because um, everybody in the Land of the Dead stays dead for four years before they move on to eternal rest. So basically, he's trying to atone for some unknown sin he committed in life. But he, he finds out there's a lot of corruption and a lot of um, unfairness happening in his Department of Death job 
and he finds this whole revolution is happening in the background against this conspiracy which drags him over the course of four years as he finds tries to find uh, Metche Kolomar, who he tried to get a ticket for onto the number nine train, which is the best way to get to the land of eternal rest. But he messed up somehow, and there's a reason for that. So he's trying to track her down, and a lot of crazy stuff happens. And I'm doing a very poor job at explaining this, I think. But that's the that's the broad strokes. We and it's also got pretty pretty swanky bebop music soundtrack. So that's a bonus too. Oh yeah. All right. So this time around, we have two. Two two serious wisecrackers this time around, who both go on a uh, a journey of discovery, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another I, funny. I do love both these characters' backgrounds. What was that? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say another funny thing is that our coincidence is that Conker has actually died, but he's been brought back to life because he's a squirrel, and he actually did meet a Grim Reaper named Greg, a very short Grim Reaper. And he's very high-pitched voice, but he explains to Conquer that he basically has a set of chances, which are the extra lives that you find scattered around. So the first time you die in Conquer's Bad Fur Day, you basically meet Greg in the cutscene. And it's kind of funny that way, just that they're matched up together. I find that's a coincidence. All right. All right. So, Sorry, John, go would you say it's possible no, no, for Conquer and Manny to be in the same universe? I pot- mm, Potentially. Maybe. <laughs> well, it won't be Smash because we're only going to pick oh, one of them here today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, what would have been fun is if that for the, for the snippet reel is just a funny thing about Conker is that he dies. It's <laughs> 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 like, whoa! <laughs> I swear I thought we are going for a second. Okay, um... <laughs> I do like both these characters' backgrounds. I mean, Conker being a cute and fluffy animal and on the Game Boy and, and Diddy Kong Racing, and then suddenly it's, oh, what the hell just happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, has a certain novelty to it. Uh, Manny, I mean, his background is immaculate. There, there's not a game like Grim Fandango, and it's very celebrated for a reason. Um, again, some cool things in Kelly's movesets. Um, Conker has a counter, but it's a three-in-one counter, where uh, depending on what you tilt... On the diagonal stick, you can get a different type of return on it. Um, and then Manny, I mean, he just has a number of things. He has a scythe. He has a fire extinguisher he can use. He's carried by carrier pigeons for his up special. There's some shit going on. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and of these two, I mean, uh, it's it's difficult. One, one is certainly, I, I think Conquer, you know, has more of a obvious mainstream legacy than manny does but manny's manny's the cult classic here and he uh has a lot of fans who really love and uh i think kelly did a good job of exacerbating that and showing why and on the wiki yeah thank you of course um but both these games are yeah. Big in their own spheres of gaming, like Grim Fandango, uh, as we mentioned, is a popular point-and-click adventure game. But it's 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 mm-hmm. not like typically when you think of point-and-click adventure games. I, like for me personally, I tend to think of games for Monkey younger Island. kids. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking more like like my, how my childhood was like Putt Putt and Spy Fox. And th- those were all, all the point-and-click and pick adventure mm-hmm. games oh, yeah. to me as a kid. So like I didn't know for years that they were like more adult point-and-click. Point clicking bitch games like Grim Fandango. So that was always something I was just like, this is a thing? What? Mm-hmm. And then Conquer is very much 
Oh, God, he's kind of like how Travis is. You know, he's got a lot of raunchiness to him. He fights the great and mighty Pooh, which is the one thing I know about Conquer. <laughs> <laughs> and that song. Oh, my God. It even got kind of carried over in Rob Mario plus Robbins in, in a, a bit of a homage because there's an operatic boss that you fight, which has a bit of a... Oh, yeah. A similar style in the... The great, not, not not in terms of imagery, but in terms of just the the, the presentation, I suppose. I was not aware of this. Your princess is in another castle. Doesn't um, <laughs> there's also a remake for Conquer Team, Conquer Live and Reloaded, and doesn't oh, that yeah. one also like, uh, like Conquer is aware it's a remake or something? Like um, it, I, th I think there's jokes about that at some place. Or like uh, the Great Mighty Pooh's boss fight, I think is done differently, and Conquer knows that it's not how it used to be. Yeah, I think it's it's probably I could see it happening because he there's a few touches like instead of cutting, he uses a chainsaw to cut an N64 logo in the original, but then he's using it for a Microsoft logo instead. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that could be an interesting thing if they were to do to conquer, just like, cause like assuming I'm right and he has any kind of like fourth wall breaking or whatever, uh, have him break the fourth wall and smash somehow. That'd be nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, smash it on Deadpool. There you go. Yeah? Smash, smash locks up and he's like, the game's locked up. <laughs> uh, Sakurai, I get, I get a, I get a smash alternate, yeah. Hey, oh, stop making God. me die, you shitty player. What the fuck? <laughs> They're only level exactly two CPUs. What's wrong with you? Hello, is anybody <laughs> out there? Hello? I think he's dead. My god. That <laughs> yeah, give That's him some great idle animation yeah. quotes or God, they could go nuts with that shit if they put Conquer in. That would be the best thing about him that's that's like the the real clarion call for, mm. for conquer that's, that's something else uh yeah you can go nuts with that yeah um huh meanwhile this, this manny yeah he, we got he's a grim reaper he's got a scythe which i'm just a fan of scythes in general i think they're a, a fun weapon to use in gaming uh zasa was one of my favorite characters in soul caliber purely because of his scythe oh, and yeah. He's just got a badass design. I fucking love that. His character... But his design was really good. But, I mean, we got a fire extinguisher that he could use that would have unique properties where, like, it's like, oh, you're doing a fire attack at me? No. Like, that's <laughs> something really cool yeah. I like about uh, yeah. Kelly. Because, like, Manny's moveset that Kelly did is one of my favorite Kelly movesets. I fucking love this thing. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. uh, the travel package that... What? He said thanks. Can you hear Hello? Sorry, I was gonna say yeah. I'm glad that that one that one turned out. I'm happy with how well that turned that one turned out. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I didn't peek there. Did anybody else hear those voices? <laughs> I heard nothing. What was that? Uh, that oh, guy in the rap from earlier. Maybe. But uh, th there's a, there's a lot of greatness uh, here going on. Um, but both these characters, they got announced. I think the internet would just typically, you know, anytime a character gets announced, smash the internet shits themselves for good or for bad. It depends. Uh, but there's very few times when a character just gets like a meh response and everybody just moves on. 
But I think both these characters would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it kind of inspires people to kind of research them. It's like there's some intrigue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe they actually are doing this. Like, it's kind of pushing the... It's pushing the serial rating. Yeah. So, it's it, these are picks that nobody would... On a serious level, nobody would expect. And like, if we were doing major chances, I'll give both these characters a low score. Because I just oh, yeah. don't fucking see it. But... That doesn't matter for Smash Dash. Smash Dash is what we want. Doesn't give a fuck how likely they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I can add something, another funny coincidence is I think the day I uploaded Conker's moose set, there's mm-hmm. a channel called uh, for Smash Remix for the original 64 mod. Yep. They 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 announced that same day they had made a moose set for Conker. And it was kind of similar. It was fairly they had some similarities. <laughs> nice. I, I'm always concerned whenever another like big popular thing or Smash itself announces introducing this character. And it's like I made a version of that character. How do they compare? Sometimes yeah. I feel validated because I think my version is better. Sometimes it's like, oh, I got my ass handed to me on this one. It's tough to say. Feel validated with your Ang moveset. Yeah, my Ang moveset is better than Ang and Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. There you go. Oh, I see. And Kelly could feel validated with his file if you said. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Play, he just plays fun. so boring. He's not, he's not bad. It's just, I, I guess, I don't know. The, there, do there's it. a lot. I feel like there's better. There's better they could have done. Mm-hmm. He plays, like, like I obviously, I've seen a lot of people say that we're on this topic again. Because we always get back to violence <laughs> at some point, it seems like. Like I've seen a lot of people say, like he plays how they how they envision a monster hunter character would have played. It's like, yeah, I fucking see that. Like he doesn't feel like Violet to me. Mm. Right. Oh, he does take everyone else's weapons. There you go. But those um, weapons so... don't get given to him. Those three specifically don't go to him. They're representing the weapons. They're representing traditional Fire Emblem as a, like without going too far into it. Obviously, just traditional Fire Emblem as like with the triangle. And st- but I think they could have used more from his own his they own could, outing, so to speak. But they could have used. Mm-hmm. They could ability. have used um, like Marianne's sword that she gets. They could have used uh, Hilda's axe. They could have used well, I mean, uh, Leone's bow. They didn't have to use the weapons from the three main lords. I feel like it's yeah. I don't know. That, we'll be here all night if we if we carry yeah. on like this. You're right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Excelsior. Uh, what are we thinking at this point with the with Manny and and Conquer guys? Um, for me, between the two, like they're both uh, fairly they're a lot closer to me than the last matchup was because uh, I don't have a personal attachment to either of these two. Uh, I do think. Based on what I do know of them, both their personalities and the things that they say, as well as like the kind of things that they could do for Smash, I think one sounds a little bit more fun than the other. Mm-hmm. So I have a lean, but it's I, I could be swayed. Right. Um, I, I'll say I think Conquer, the argument for Makoto was that um, a lot of his flair, it comes in the flair, it comes in the style, the aesthetic yeah. of Danganronpa. Same idea for Conquer. Conquer is all attitude and expressing that in the move set, expressing that in um, like his character reveal, um, anything breaking the fourth wall, especially. 
Um, that's the meat of Conquer. That's what you want to see. Uh, that's what will get people excited. Um, and then Manny, um, again, kind of a kind of a fun offbeat pick character, um, less crazy than Conquer, um, in, in those regards, right? But um, still um, an interesting choice from that perspective. Uh, but more so, um, you know, I think Manny. I'll say outright is the is the stronger move set between the two that Kelly's presented. So seeing that in itself, um, and seeing like the fire extinguisher, the carrier pigeons, the tickets, etc., expressed in this move set, um, appeal to me in a way that it's Derek does, where uh, you're seeing, oh, this is a very pronounced style, very specific to the character, that he executes it perfectly. Um, and in this case, um. I'm thinking Mylene again goes with the character that has, in my opinion, the more interesting move set. So we'll see. All right. What about you, Kelly? And, uh, yeah. I think I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking, well, Conquer, he's in terms of who I think would realistically get in, Conquer all the way. Because, like, Conquer and like imagine Conquer and Fighters Pass Two would be like the the natural progression of Banjo and Fighters Pass One, sort of like with Hero and Sephiroth in a way, and he's almost a Nintendo character. Like if like they they would have absolutely used the Donkey Kong uh, character of the old Thinking King. Oh yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Banjo just chilling with K K Rule and the Kongs, and Chainsaw revs up and starts cutting the house down. (sighs) But uh, (laughs) that'd be it. Writes itself. The it question really is, but, who would who would have been the fake out? Who would have oh, been the fake out character for that? Oh, it, it would have been uh, Super Lucky from Super Lucky's Tale on the Switch. I mean, I mean, the other fake outs were yeah. characters that were already in, like uh, Day to Day faked out for King K. Rule, Duck Hunt faked out for Banjo. That's a tough question. That's a tough call. Yeah. Uh, Fox. Maybe Fox. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but then I think. Manny has an edge because he's just so mysterious, lugubrious. Um, <laughs> going to poetry here. Yeah, he's he's just got, he's just got he's got he's got everything. He's got the he's got the neat, un, unorthodox counter. He's got the cool recovery. Uh, yeah, I think I just think like Manny would have that that appeal. They both have appeal, but I think sure. Manny's, Manny just is just the more interesting one, the more interesting move set for sure. Yeah. I concur. All right. Well, let's put it, let's put our votes in here then, shall we? Sure. Yes, sir. Kelly? It sounded like... Man. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking you were going to go for. Jono? I vote Manny. All right. Well, guys, I got to tell you here. Uh, it's Manny. <laughs> Easy. Is he? I love the idea of having a Grim Reaper. He's got a scythe. Like Conquer's got attitude as well, but I think I prefer just like Manny's Man- Manny's style per- over Conquer's. Sure, sure. Uh, and then that's just a big factor for me there as well. Well, there you go. We got there our two winners. We go. It's Manny Calavera and it's Makoto, and we'll see them again later on. But that is going to be it for Smash Refs here for today. Kelly, once again, a thank you for coming on. We've had you on here for three Smash Refs at this point. We'll have to figure out uh, another type of episode that we can get you for eventually. Uh, we'll see, see what we can do there. 
I've got some ideas. I can thank, you, thank you. <laughs> but next Thanks. time around, it's going to be another on topic, and we kind of discussed it a little bit already earlier today. Next time around, we'll be taking a look at uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl and discussing our thoughts and opinions on it, both as its own game and in comparison to Smash Brothers. Oh, that's that's going to be fun. I uh, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. I hear Garfield's in the game now, so I mean, he how bad can it be? Uh, Kelly, thanks again. You are an awesome guest. We love having you. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Beautiful man. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone.